power on. The following is a presentation of the Sovereign Tech Podcast feed. What happens, baby, when you give a man who you have no idea what he's going to say next the chance to do audio theater? What happens when you give a man who has the imagination of a kid with a box of crayons and the libido of a 25-year-old, baby? Let me tell you what you get. <laughs> you get Soviet Tech 2, which you've got right here. Uh, this is probably the first time this has ever been re-released um, since it was originally recorded I believe in 2016, uh, when, when this was originally done, of course, it was a Halloween special that followed up the year after uh, doing Soviet tech, the first one, of course. And, you know, I got to tell you, to this day, I still have the uh, audacity files that that can show <laughs> the complexity um, of putting this audio theater together, like all of the different sound effects and, oh, what an amazing cast, uh, I had involved with this. And while some people would actually say that this might be the, the, the pinnacle of, uh, fictional content that I have put out there. Um, I agree. It's damn good. And I, like, for, for my, like I can listen back to it and I can enjoy it um, as much as, and I know uh, many listeners who told me how many times over and over again um, they've listened to this. Uh, yeah, I certainly love it. And this is the first one where the first, you know, big episode where it's completely fictional. There is no ad lib uh, or, you know, it's completely scripted. I should say there's no ad lib. Um, you know, I didn't like pretend to be doing a show during it. Uh, you know, anything like that. Um, it was stem to stern, you know, like, like a full out, you know, audio, uh, well, it'd be odd to call it an audio movie, but you, you get my point. I will always be so proud of this and everyone involved, um, for so many reasons, but, uh, yeah, you know, I'm just, I love that I get to share it with you again. And I love that we're going to get the chance to continue this story. Um, now, you are getting a little something extra that not everybody has heard. Um, and that that includes at the end of this. Now, I don't want to really spoil anything, but there is a you could consider it an epilogue um, because the sovereign universe got so popular. I ended up, you know, writing short stories that took place in the sovereign universe and, you know, continued the story, expanded in certain areas. Um, and it's certainly something I uh have every intention of continuing to do. Uh, but some of those stories I actually turned into, uh, you know, and they were short stories. It was a short story compilation that came out still available out there. Um, but I, I ended up doing, you know, kind of audiobook versions of some of these short stories. And one of the biggest was what ended up uh, somewhat answering one of the bigger mysteries that comes out of Soviet tech too. And that is a short story called Triple Black Mars. Um, and that is included at the end, or that is included at the end of Soviet Tech 2. And it's a perfect epilogue um, for that. Now that said, uh, Soviet Tech 2 is far from the end of the story that you get to experience right now. Um, there will still be one more episode of these Sovereign Verse uh, re-releases 
that will include what I actually consider to be largely, uh, or to date my best work, um, which is actually like after Soviet tech Two. Soviet tech Two set the bar so fucking high for, for what I needed to produce. Um, I ended up, you know, like all, all of the, uh, the, the, the segment intros that I would do over the, the subsequent years, you know, just, just kept getting, you know, more and more complex, bringing in more characters, you know, more stuff getting built up, more, more story, you know, uh, more mythology. I mean, everything. And I feel like some of those, uh, some of those like segment intros and which of course, you know, when put all together, make one story, you know, and I would do them every, you know, change it up generally every 25 to every 50 episodes, depending upon the year. Um, some of those, I, again, I, I really like, I, I think that's, that's just some of the best work, um, that I've ever done and, and maybe that I ever will do. Um, and there's still a lot of story to be told, even within those segment intros, that's the bottom line. There's a lot of story to be told. And as we conclude, again, you're going to get one more sovereign verse release after, after this one of Soviet tech two. But as we conclude, uh, this series of re-releases, uh, we're going to tell those stories. We're going to get into as many and, and in many different media formats. It's happening. Uh, and I couldn't be more excited for it because I know a lot of sovereign tech listeners. It's really what they ended up loving even more than, than <laughs> what I was spewing out on the show itself. Uh, so, you know, that doesn't mean that like I'm changing things up on the show, uh, but the fictional aspects, you know, those, those need their time in the light again. And if you want justification for that, well, here's Soviet tech two for you, followed by an epilogue with triple black Mars. And then we have one more release before, well, we start looking at the future. So I will let this one ride out and I will see all of you. Woo! on the other side. Welcome, Agent Sovereign. Please put on your headset to enter virtual reality. I'm ready. Hit me. Now entering Unimatrix Zero. I love this place. Secret community away from the... Hey, Agent Sovereign. Hello, who are you? I'm Pixel. I like this place you've built in VR. Encrypted, secure, and very private. No one from the corporate system to see us or tell us what to do. And if you're here, you must be friends with... (laughs) Oh, yes. I've met the other girls, Brian. But I'm here now because we have another mission. We need to hack into the new system. They're about to... Tell me on the way. Let's get out of Unimatrix Zero. And don't worry. A quick hack solves everything. Hack set. I'm in. That was almost too easy. Easy? More like you're very talented. <laughs> Thank you, Agent Sovereign. I hear you're very talented yourself. Oh, Pixel. Flattery will get you everywhere with me. What do we have? Blockchain transactions, smart contracts, the usual nonsense for my... Wait a minute. What's this? That looks like... Important messages. 
get all the data? I got all of it. It's finished once we get this uploaded. That's if we can get away from those blockchain drones in time. Don't worry, I've got it covered. Over here. I love a woman with a motorcycle. Get on. A bike is always my first choice. First choice? Welcome to Unimatrix Zero. Thanks, computer. So, Brian, looks like we have the whole place to ourselves. We do, actually. Did you have something in mind to do? Well, this is virtual reality. I thought maybe we could. Pixel, you look. I love VR. Come here, Brian. Pixel, I'm being chased by assassin bots. I need an exit. Pixel! Brian Sovlin, come with me if you want to leave. Who are you? I'm Adelaide. I'll tell you more later. Get in the vehicle. Get in a car with a scantily clad and beautiful woman? Guess it's been my first choice before. Let's go. First choice. Whoa, hey, you want to slow down? I don't do slow. I move fast. Okay, well, so you're French. Everyone in the future speaks French. Wait, wait, wait. The future? From 2099. Permanent Autonomous Zone, Osiris One. You've been there. Oh, this isn't happening. It only thinks it's happening. How do I know you're from Osiris One? LGP fingerprint Omega 74656666. Okay, you're... You're legit. Hey, really, be careful. You drive like you're playing a video game. That is how you programmed me. Game talk. <sighs> Pixel says it should be this panel. We need to hack into the control center to shut down all of those assassin bots. Well, you're the android. Can't you just jack in? Oui, uh, but the way I connect is more like a jack-off. Was that a joke? Hacking is no joke. Hmm. Directly connecting certainly beats doing it with the keyboard. Hmm. You're notorious for your love of cyber sex. 
Okay, now that was a joke. Just get hacking. A quick X solves everything. Hack sack. Adelaide, why are we stopping? In the future, uh, we have a custom. Uh, what's the custom? After a successful mission, a team usually is love. A menage a trois. Or orgy. Yeah, there's, there's only two of us. I already contacted the others to come join us. I love women, too. Whoa, Hadley, you're beautiful, but you're an android. I am fully functional. I am programmed in multiple techniques. A broad variety of them. Wow, I I guess so. You did say you move fast. Adelaide, the future is going to be so good. Previously on Sovereign Tech... Brian, sovereign. Oh, no wonder people were protesting your debauchery. Oh. Mm, yes. Oh, I love Brian. Oh. Mm. Mm. Oh, it's a jolly good time. Mm. Jolly good. Mm. Oh, I love women. Having fun, ladies. I'll be right back. Agent Sovereign here. Hey, Stephanie, my love. Oh, what's going on? Uh, you're uh, you're missing out on quite the party here. Oh, I know it. Most of them never stop talking about you. I know I sure as hell can. Oh, Brian, I love you. I love you too, hot stuff. So, what's uh, what's going on? I don't imagine you called to hear all your girlfriends moaning. Well, you told me to let you know the instant your favorite toy was finished getting repaired. The lady is ready? The status report from Dr. Goldblossom just came in. She says Red Wolf is ready to go. Oh, man, I can't wait. All right, all right. I'm, I'm going to head over to the Wolf's Lair now. Uh, well, actually, uh, I... I just need to finish up here quick. (laughs) Go have fun with the girls, Brian. But, uh, save some for me. Actually, Stephanie, what are you up to in a couple of hours? Yes. Oh, 
Did the ladies keep you longer than expected? <laughs> Something like that. You know how those things go. Oh, I know. <laughs> so, this is the wolf's lair. It suits you. Dark, in a cave. It's like your Batman fantasy and caveman fantasy all wrapped into one hollow mesa in the desert. You know me too well, love. But yeah, this is it. Ever since Skylab C was destroyed a year ago, I needed a new base of operations and some new toys. I thought this was the perfect place for that. All of the magnetic anomalies and heat signatures are off just about any satellite surveillance I could imagine. And Dr. Goldblossom has done amazing work in engineering and design. Oh, she does amazing work, all right. And I certainly like her design. <laughs> I don't doubt that. And then, she built this. Red Wolf. You've been flying this helicopter almost non-stop this past year. <laughs> well, whenever you're not in VR in Unimatrix Zero. It's no wonder it needed so much work done to it. Well, I just figured that if a bunch of asshats are threatening to throw my friends out of helicopters, I'd build my own helicopter to put theirs out of commission. <laughs> Thus Red Wolf. Loaded with the most advanced defensive mechanisms ever built. Laser-based system disruptors, sunburst anti-missile countermeasures, microwave jamming equipment, Li-Fi communication systems, stealth mode, remote piloting and return to base protocol, capable of mock speeds and near-orbital flight, powered by a mini-thorium reactor, with sandbox systems built in an air-gapped... Are you making fun of one of my speeches? Me? <laughs> oh, never. <laughs> I love you. I love you too, you hot man. Want to go for a ride? In Red Wolf? Yeah, come on. I'll take it easy. I won't kick in the jets too much. Well, I suppose we haven't been on a date in a while. I'll take you wherever you want to go. Rome, Yellowknife, Iceland, the stars. <laughs> All right, man of tomorrow. You get to whisk me away. But surprise me on the destination. You got it. Red Wolf Systems ready. All right. Fasten safety belts. You know, in New Hampshire, you don't have to wear safety belts. <laughs> Funny, but in the lady here, you're going to want to, believe me. Hey, why do you keep calling Red Wolf the lady? That's an old inside nerd joke. <laughs> Your favorite kind. <laughs> ready? Ready. Let's go.
This thing flies pretty smooth. No wonder why you love flying it. Oh, you haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> Let's really put her through the paces. Maybe a little music while we're at it. We have to get to the base, then. We will. But, Stephanie, if anything happens to me at the base, set the autopilot and get back to the lair. At least for now, they don't seem to know where that is. Now, hold on.
And now, the conclusion. There's a base. Oh my god. What are all those robots? They're... They're Exe. I, they look like Exe-1s. But Optimus shouldn't have those yet. They wouldn't even be prototypes in 2016. What do you mean? Nothing. Let's take as many out as we can from here. Then we've got to get down there and find out what's going on. Stephanie, get back to 
gel that can form into a bubble, which can catch anyone or anything at high velocities, and either bring it to a dead stop, or in our case, allow us to land very softly without a parachute. Get covered in goo to save my life? <laughs> Why do I feel like I get told that all the time? Jane, Elizabeth, we have to figure out where we are and what's going on. What is going on? What is that? It's a... It was a city. A city in the clouds. Osiris One. Osiris One? I remember the first night we met Agent Sovereign. In the hotel, you told me... Told her what, Brian? I traveled through time. Years ago. Well, years ago from where we were. I went into the future year 2099. I ended up right there, Jane, in that city. It was beautiful. The anarchists at the end of the 21st century had created what they called permanent autonomous zones. Floating cities, 
They could cloak so that the rest of the Earth couldn't see them. It was amazing. Organic technology that they would grow like lettuce in your backyard. Entire virtual reality universes that you could explore. And love. Love was everywhere. Now it's gone. How did you get back? I almost didn't want to. But I knew I had to get back to Stephanie. Do you think Stephanie, back where we were... No, um, I'm sure she's fine. If she followed my instructions, the autopilot and Red Wolf would have gotten her back safely and have dealt with any attackers. But Hadley, she was killed the instant she transported me. Us. Wherever we are. Oh, no. But then, how do we get back? Maybe, this time. We can't. What do we do, Agent Sovereign? I'm not exactly sure when we are, but I do know where we are. Sign over there says Claremont City Limits. And by the looks of things, this is the Northeast United States. So I guess we're in New Hampshire. But when I was on Osiris 1 and when I visited here in 2099, this was a garden. And now it's a ruin. It's safe to guess we're at least in the 22nd century now. The 22nd century? And if Osiris 1 is, or was, still here, it's a good bet the other permanent autonomous zones are out there. At least some of them. Our best bet is to try and find them. They have what they call covalence networks that keep an eye on Ominous and other factions. Those networks can communicate with the passes. I know where to find some of them. So unless we can find any anarchists left in the northeast here, we'll have to find one of those networks and contact another city. But let's be careful. The passes like Osiris one had shields. Whatever could take it down is likely able to easily take us out. Why? You saying? Looks like this section has XEs. We better get out of here fast, Sovereign. Take cover! Stay down, Jane. I'm going to try and hack into their base bands and shut them down. Oh, damn! Why isn't this working? These X's are a lot more advanced than any I've seen. I can't fight off this many of them. Quick hack isn't going to solve this one. Though that style of hacking seems to work. It won't for long. Saved our. Wait a minute. I recognize those uniforms. They look like a bunch of commies. Are those Soviet? They are. If I were to guess, I'd say they've developed some kind of electromagnetic pulse weapons that can shut down these bots. EMP weapons? If those are the Ruskies, how can they advance technologically without capitalism? Jane, you don't have to engage in capitalism to advance socioeconomically. It's one way, but it's not the only way. People have the liberty to choose a system that works for them. Well, I must say, I do like the way those commies dress. Wait a minute. Is that 
Brian, that looks like you stepping out of that thing. <laughs> Commander Soviet! Commander Soviet, over here, you red devil! Hold your fire. Agent Sovereign? <laughs> Come on, ladies. What is going on? I have no idea. I think he's gone nutty. Well, we've all gone nutty. Commander Soviet, Brian, it's good to see you again. Agent Sovereign, I thought we'd seen the last. How did you get here? I was just about to ask you the same thing. This doesn't look like the Soviet universe I left a year ago. It isn't. And it has been many years since then. You're in the year 2199, Agent Sovereign. 2199? But how are you here? We were in 2015 when I last saw you. And it was an alternate universe. Alternate universe? Forgive me. Commander Soviet, this is Agent Jane Smith and Agent Elizabeth Croft, both of the Foundation. Jane, Elizabeth, this is... Well, this is the Red Salian, Commander Brian Soviet of the Soviet... Well, uh... Yeah, as you can see... He's me, from another universe. Uh, I have... I have so many questions. I don't have all the answers, Agent Smith, but I do have some. I imagine this is all very disori... Commander Soviet. Area is clear, but Mir-7 is reporting more bot squads are in the area. We should get back to the space station. Understood, Lieutenant Ivanova. Cover the area with EMP mines and then get everyone back on board the dropships. We're leaving. Where exactly are we going? Up, Miss Apple Pie. We're going up. Into space. Oh. Well, I've been there before. That's all a very long story. Uh, Commander, if you'd lead the way. Of course, Agent Sovereign. We picked up my biosignature, thus your biosignature, on a sensor suit. That's how we knew to come so, what was a cute piece of Americana like you doing up in space? Oh, well, honestly, I was in an orgy, you know, with some of my lady friends. Orgy? You surprise me, American. You're going to fit in just fine. Oh, well, das Vidanya then. Somehow we ended up in this universe, 
My first guess was that it was yours, but I don't think it's exactly that either. Based upon things you told me when we first met, some things appear to be wrong, even if it is 200 years in the future. How are you still alive after all this time? Your Dr. Goldblossom can explain much bit better than I, but... Dr. Goldblossom is here. How did her hot ass survive for 200 years? Much the same way I did, Agent Croft. But she can tell you more about it. If you'll notice, Agent Sovereign, most of the Soviets you see here were also part of the Mir-7 crew when you came into my universe. I'll admit I was beginning to wonder if you had some very uh, selective breeding programs that caused all of these youngins to look just like their great-great-grandparents. No breeding programs. We can't reproduce. We've tried very hard to. How did all of you survive for 200 years? The Kremlin pill that I mentioned to you before. We perfected it after you left. It's allowed most of us to live almost indefinitely, except for me. I had to be put in cryogenic suspension not long after. If you've noticed, there aren't any other men. Now docking with Mir 7. Please disembark from the dropship in an orderly fashion. I'll tell you more later, Agency. Right now, let's get you all to the station's command center. tripled in capacity. The command center is right through here. It's good to see you again, Agent Sovereign. I thought we'd lost you to the past. Future seems to have an odd obsession with me, but it's good to see you too, Doctor. I had heard you were on board, but, uh, what are you doing here? Well, I always wanted to get into space. I just didn't know that it would be with the Soviets, or that only women can survive its rigors. Um... Can someone please explain to me exactly why there are only women here? It's like the Soviets became the feminist dream instead of the Marxist dream. (laughs) It's not ideological, but physiological. I'm not completely certain why this is, but it seems that only humans with three X chromosomes and the DRD47R gene are capable of sustained living and travel in space. For whatever reason, this biological combination expressed itself heavily in women from Eastern Europe and parts of Asia. But as you can see, if anyone without it stays in space long enough, they die. So, no men. Fortunately, I meet the criteria for space habitation. I'm still looking into it all, and I've been spending much of my time trying to find a cure. Not that we need one. We're better off without men. Lieutenant... Present company accepted, Commander. Oh. Well, maybe that's why everyone seems to get along so well here. Dr. Goldblossom, that that still doesn't explain how you're here. Oh, of course, Agent Sovereign. After a few years when things started to fall apart on Earth, I, uh... Well, I froze myself in a cryo chamber. I left instructions with Pixel that if... I were ever needed. She could bring me out of cryogenic suspension. I honestly didn't know if I would ever wake up, but... Pixel is still alive? Pixel is here? Somewhere. She's not exactly what you expect, Agent Sovereign. 
I don't know that she ever was. Incoming Martian attack ship. Martian? Commander, what's going Red on alert. here? Condition 3. Red alert. Commander Rumbova reports that all EMP batteries are firing. Get down there, Lieutenant. Commander. Dr. Goldblossom, please take Jane Smith and Elizabeth to your lab for genetic testing and see if they'll be able to survive space habitation and get them through a gel-based decontamination phase. Be thorough. Oh, I will, Commander. Brian Sovereign, you're with me. We have much more to discuss. Level with me, Commander. I know you're on literal ice for part of it, but it's been 200 years. Whether people agree with your politics and economics or not, you've been conducting one of the greatest experiments in human history, I think. How have things been progressing? Like you said, I haven't been here for most of it. All of the men except for myself died off over 150 years ago. When our scientists discovered the cellular decay increasing on those with Y chromosomes, they put me into cryogenic stasis before it could take hold. In some ways, I'm thankful. The Kremlin pill that's allowed everyone here to live for centuries wouldn't have been ready by the time outer space itself would have killed me. But no children, Commander? No one wants them, Agent Sovereign. Why give birth when your own eyes can see the future? Why walk around with a veritable stomach parasite growing in your belly when you can explore the entire solar system with loved ones? Understand, Agent Sovereign. These women do love each other, madly. I remember the notions of brotherhood and comradeship that were instilled in me, and, well, they're nothing compared to what I've seen here. These women have built a paradise in space. There's no hunger. There's practically no fighting. And the advancements they have made... They followed your ideals, Agent Sovereign, the principles of non-killing. Their entire ideology was defense, defense, defense. Mir-7 has shields now. They developed EMP weapons that, given enough time and power, can deactivate any of the robots the enemies of this universe have thrown at us, with no harm to anything or anyone else. This station now has its own propulsion. It's not faster than light, but it's faster than anything I've ever seen on a drawing board. I almost wonder if I were here the past 200 years, if I would have just been in the way. Their needs are met, and their flourish of their creative potential can be seen all around us. It is incredible. When I was last here, your technology wasn't much above the Apollo program for all intents and purposes. Maybe all those theories that humanity was originally matriarchal in structure have something to them. Either way, it's remarkable what you've achieved. 
that? I told you they were all madly in love with each other. I guess you weren't kidding. And no other men besides you? Well, there's you. And men can survive on Earth without problems. Do you ever, uh... You know... Agent Sovereign, you and I are the same. Our lust burns like few others. When I am requested, I get to enjoy myself. <laughs> I bet. So, who was attacking just now? Who are these Martians? The ominous blockchain. When we first arrived in this universe, we were attacked from the Earth. Automatons and simple probes with nuclear weapons on them. Nothing we couldn't dispatch easily enough. But then more advanced automaton ships began attacking, and we couldn't detect them coming up from the Earth's atmosphere. We thought there might have been some kind of base on the moon, but... The moon? What did you find on the moon? An American flag, some other American equipment, and there were... other things. Strange things. But no base. So you eventually found they were coming from Mars? We were able to find a transmission, a network, coming from multiple miniature cube satellites surrounding the Earth and they were communicating with something on Mars. Eventually, we were able to crack the encryption scheme being used in the transmissions. It was a blockchain, going back and forth, massive amounts of data. We couldn't read everything on it, but we could easily tell that's what it was. How did you know it was ominous? I thought your universe differed from mine before it was even created. We know now of ominous because of Pixel. She explained everything. She helped us recognize the blockchain in the first place, and she filled us in on many of your adventures, Agent Sovereign. You're quite the man in your universe and in your time. <laughs> she loves telling stories. Uh, I'll have to see her. Did you ever get in touch with the anarchists on Earth? The ones in the permanent autonomous zones? Osiris-1? New Hampshire? No. Pixel suggested to us not to. She said they had their own path, a different one from ours. I was comforted knowing that other anarchist groups have survived and thrived in whatever time and whatever universe. At least us on Mir 7 are not alone. But if I had known that Ominous was going to destroy Osiris 1, I would have found a way to stop it from happening, Agent Sovereign. I promise you. Do you know what happened to Osiris 1? They, they were so advanced, so protected. Even a hundred years ago when Standing I was there. Standing down from red alert condition 3. All enemy ships have been deactivated. I'm not exactly sure. Our best theory is that somehow it was able to get past all of Osiris-1's security systems. We're guessing it was a kind of phased code injection. That in combination with a coordinated attack of Ominous's Exe bot squads. It's all hard to fathom, but we don't have much else. However, we do know the code that ultimately destroyed Osiris-1 also came from Mars. Great Satan. So whatever is going on, that seems to be the heart of it. Commander... Before we arrived here in 2199, back in 2016, my Foundation's headquarters was being attacked by a squad of Exes. We've seen very simple prototypes from time to time, but these were more advanced, more like the ones we encountered when you rescued me and my team. Is it possible that Ominous is somehow altering the space-time continuum itself? Pixel has hinted at such ideas. Then we have to do something, or Ominous may destroy more of the permanent autonomous zones, Mir 7, and who knows what else. I agree, Agent Sovereign. The recent attack has just finished. Mir 7's power systems will need quite some time to regenerate before we can begin. Excuse me, Commander. Natalia! Agent Sovereign? Uh, what are you... I... I thought you were dead. I thought... Of course, you're Natalia from the alternate universe. You're Lieutenant Natalia Rambova. 
My Natalia... Commander Natalia Rombova now, Agent Sovereign. Commander? Who do you think was running Mir 7 while I was frozen? Commander Rombova. Natalia, you did all this? Well, I wasn't alone, Agent Sovereign. My women are superior specimens. They are homo sovieticas. Yes, of course. I wasn't made aware that you were here, Agent Sovereign. Commander Soviet seems to keep so much from me these days. I often communicated with your Lieutenant Valencia Ivanova, Natalia. You know that. And she seems to keep you filled in regularly. Very filled in. Well, (laughs) one so cute and sexy. How could I not work very closely with her? Lieutenant Ivanova is certainly that, Natalia. Did you have something to report? Da, Commander. Mir 7 systems will be fully functional again in 48 hours. They sent more ships than we're used to this time. But our shields are at full capacity, so nothing is getting through, even while the EMPs are down. Well then, we have some downtime. Anything else? Da. Dr. Goldblossom says she has finished with her decontamination procedure of Agent Jane Smith and Agent Elizabeth Croft. They're both genetically compatible with space habitation, and they passed the decontamination. Dr. Goldblossom says she made sure the tests were very deep penetrating and very vigorous, and that both agents were very compliant and very healthy. (laughs) I know what that means. Well, Agent Sovereign, your taste in women is fortuitous as always, it seems. Two more women for your little army, Natalia? It is not army anymore, Agent Sovereign. Mir 7 is simply a community. It is about survival and thriving. There are only about 100 of us left. We like it that way. And we like not having men around. Most of the time. Good to see you too, Commander. She's had the lives of everyone on board on her mind completely alone until she decided to thaw me out. Don't take it personal. Oh, I don't. Say, could we get something to eat? I feel like I haven't eaten in almost 200 years. <laughs> of course, Agent Sovereign. We can head to the commissary. Unfortunately, I didn't bring any money, Commander. Why, Agent Sovereign? Money isn't any good here. And don't worry, there's plenty of food. Oh, you ANCOMs are funny guys. Gals. I mean gals.
Amazing meal, Commander. I'm just glad you waited to tell me that most of it was station waste put through a protein resequencer until after I ate it. Efficiency is key to anarchy, as we say. I won't lie to you, Agent Sovereign. If this system had to handle anything over 200 people, it likely wouldn't work. It is my experience that many ways of organizing people only work at a certain scale. Small is beautiful, I think, is something one of your authors said. I remember. I've often felt the same. Dunvar's number, they called it in the 20th century. Humans can only handle anywhere from 15 to 250 people in any meaningful way. Trying to work around that bit of human psychology has been the flaw with a lot of things, I think, technological or otherwise. Good. Then we are in agreement. We could take yourself and your two agents on board as regular... But, Commander, you and I are men. If Dr. Goldblossom is right, we can't live in space for many years before we die. She is working on a cure, Agent Sarah. And if we must, we can always build planetary outposts. Or we can get frozen again. Look, Commander, I'm not sure why I'm here, but as much as I'm amazed by everything you've accomplished, eventually I need to get back home. If Jane and Elizabeth want to stay in this lesbian utopia, that's fine. But I have someone more important to get back to. I have heard about this Stephanie. She sounds like she was a remarkable woman. I understand she was integral in... Commander, Brian, I've gone through time in other dimensions before, and I've always been able to get back to her. I'll make sure this time is no different. She is gone now, Brian Sovereign. Your history is gone. There is only now. You know this. And some people that have died in your time are still alive here. Natalia... Commander Soviet and Agent Sovereign, please report to Commander Umbova's quarters. Please report to Commander Umbova's quarters. Well, speak of the devil. Agent Soviet and I are here, Commander. Whoa, uh... Natalia, uh, did we come at an inconvenient time? That's quite the... well, barely a uniform you have on there. Oh, no. It's very convenient time. Come in, boys. Sounds like you're showing someone a good time, Commander. I am Oh, that's Jane Smith. She's having fun with one of our pleasure bots in my bedroom. Pleasure bots? Oh, God! I didn't know you could do that! Yes, we built them to, how you say, well, we don't usually like the actor, we do like the action. Well, I guess you really don't need men. We don't. But that doesn't mean that a couple of them aren't desirable. Natalia, if this is... You know, Commander, I was just telling Jane there about the last time Brian Sovereign was with us. I told her how the Red Stallion and the Golden Stallion made me feel things that I don't think any machine could do. Whoa, Natalia, hey! Brian Sovereign, here on Mir 7, we freely express our love. We don't possess each other. We experience each other. Please, let me experience both of you again. 
I would never let any other men, men, touch me. Looks like someone ordered two extra-large sausage pizzas. Come help me, Jane. There's obviously plenty to go around. Oh, oh my! Commander Soviet! I guess you really are just like Brian Sovereign. <laughs> May I? If this is communism, <laughs> I want all of you to share me. Oh, please. Stallions! Mm. Two stallions! Mm. Ah! Oh, Jane. <laughs> Your enthusiasm is so Russian. Oh, Natalia. Uh, could, uh, could your... Uh, could your... Uh, uh, pleasure bot join us, too? Mm. Da. Of course. Doing it for America, Jane? Oh, God, no. I'm an anarchist now. I do it for me. generally don't like to even use the EMP weapons, but we're concerned that if Ominous gets to test the shields too much, it might learn a harmonic pattern for the shields that would allow their attack ships to get through somehow. They have no problem throwing as many ships as necessary at us since they're all robotic. Commander Soviet and Agent Sovereign, please report to Pixel in Lab B5. Please report to Pixel in Lab B5. 
Wow, do you get called for a lot? Hmm, you get used to it. Pixel, we're here. Ta-da! Oh my, two of you. Well, this could get fun. Pixel, what are you doing here? How are you still alive? And what are you doing on Mirror 7? Agent Sovereign, Brian, there's so much to tell you, but it'll have to be another time. Let's just say I'm not exactly human. Are you... software? Getting warmer, Brian. I can touch you, but you... I don't understand. Don't try to right now. There's something else we need to discuss. You're probably wondering how both you and Commander Soviet are here in the future, near your Earth. At first I didn't think it was my Earth, but I saw what happened to Osiris-1. And that's why you're here. Why both of you are here. I brought you here together. The universe is now, how to put it, a merged reality. It's neither yours, Brian Sovereign, and not yours, Brian Soviet. But to save every universe, I need to bring the two of you together. Why? The blockchain you're fighting is growing. The very fact that it is turned complete is allowing it to go beyond this universe. It should have never been appropriate that way. But now it threatens to conquer every universe, not just ours. But how can we defeat something so powerful? The base on Mars. In order to spread to other universes, it needed to have a centralized node in this universe. That base is the primary node. If it is destroyed, the blockchain is destroyed. And how can we do that? The two of you will have to figure that part out. Just know that you can. The two of you are special. I can't believe I actually have two Brian's in it. I'm so excited. Relax, Commander. I think I have an idea. Pixel. Thank you. Wait, before you go. What is it, Pixel? I haven't seen you in so long, Agent Sovereign. And both of you are here. Mm. Pixel, we, we can't. Not now. We have work to do, Agent Sovereign. Pixel. Understood, Commander.
two of you are going to land on Mars, knowing that Ominous has a presence there? This is suicide! Natalia, we have to find out what's there. You've already said that we can't get any scans on the planet. If it's just the two of us, we can get in and get out, likely without anyone even noticing. We could hide in containers the size of small meteors that would get launched from the station's hypertubes. We'd be there in no time, and it would look totally natural. And how do you put landing thrusters on something that size? Are you going to just crash and hope for the best? We have a technology called Dead Stop. It's a gel that can be launched onto the surface from the front of the containers, and it will eliminate the inertia of entry and create a soft landing for the craft. Well, that's convenient. It's still suicide for you two. And how will you get back? You'll move Mir 7 to Mars' orbit. We're probably going to need the EMP firepower of Mir 7 anyway, depending on what we find. But you won't leave until we report back. If something does happen to us, there's no need to endanger the station and the community. Natalia, we have to do this. If we're ever going to stop these attacks once and for all. We told you what Pixel said the ominous blockchain is doing. Every universe depends on this. <sighs> Fine. But you two are not going alone. Take Valencia with you. But Lieutenant Ivanova is... He's the toughest and most qualified woman on Mir 7. If anything goes wrong down there, I know she can save your collective ass. We're not exactly noobs, Natalia. Don't make me pull rank on you, Agent Sovereign. Hey, I'm not in your army. It's not an army. Don't make me pull something else. Yes, ma'am. Commander Soviet, shall we? Lieutenant Valencia Ivanova. Commander. Meet Agent Sovereign and I in Docking Bay 2. I always wanted to go to Mars. And hey, while we're there, maybe I can finally see that face. The face? Eh, long story, Commander. Let's get going. I'm not sure, but we're going to 
some answers. Make a quick perimeter sweep, Lieutenant Ivanova. I'd heard rumors about this sort of thing. Alternative 3, they call it. It was a joint U.S.-Russian space program to put a base on Mars in the 1960s. There was never enough evidence to really say if it was true or not. Hell, they even made fake documentaries about it in the 20th century, making a mockery of the whole idea. It would appear it is not a mockery agent suffering. But then the real question is, what happened to it? There's equipment, uniforms, and external gear, Soviet battle tanks that appear to be pressurized, even what looks like food storage, but it's in shambles, and no bodies. Something else. My sensors are... What is going on? Bots on approach and they're not ours. Weapons hot. Shit. Alright, let's double tap into the rubble we found back there. I think I saw a camera system of some kind. Let's go, go!
Mind Helicopter. It has a good name. Red Wolf. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. Fortunately, the entire thing was built with air gap systems. Its only communications is through Li-Fi. Lasers. That way, it's not constant communication and everything received gets firewalled before it gets to any other systems. Ominous would run into a vacuum tube and probably self-destruct from the simplicity of it all. This thing is more mechanical than computerized. Most impressive. Yeah, I think so. And same goes for the tanks we outfitted with the MPs. Fortunately, they're pressurized. But otherwise, it's 60s Russian tank technology. There's nothing for Ominous to crack into. If Lieutenant Ivanova and her small tank regiment can distract Ominous's forces long enough for us to get in there with Red Wolf's laser disruptors, we should be able to fry Ominous's circuits and destroy the central are you sure you can handle the defensive systems, Commander? It's as if they were designed for me. <laughs> yeah, they kind of were. <laughs> Are you sure this thing will be able to fly in the Martian atmosphere? Nope. But we're about to find out. Let's go.
any sign of Ominous's base. Those Xyz have to be coming from somewhere. I don't see anything on my scanners yet. Uh, wait a minute. Yeah, I see it right there. Radio into Lieutenant Ivanova and give her coordinates for that base. Let's hang back till they get here. No need to blow our load before the real party starts. Affirmative. The tanks are on their way. Let's sit What the? Nothing showed up on my... Hold on. Figures on us with heavier patrols. We're going to have to take them out. Ready to sunburst in case they launch any projectiles. Fire up the EMP cannons. It's time for a little old-fashioned red dog again.
some have moved off to go after the tank regiment. Let's start our run. There's two more patrols coming in behind us. Almost there. Launching sunburst to try and throw them off. Almost there. They're gaining. Ready the laser disruptors full power. Stay on target. Who's there? Firing disruptors. Again. Nothing would keep me from your arms, Natalia. I need you. Oh, I need you too. Oh, 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 my. Sorry, we were just looking for some food. American, come here. You have found some apple pie, yes? I... Call me Valeria, British one. What's your name? I'm Elizabeth. <laughs> I... You joined too. Well, we're all Atticus, aren't we? Uh, <laughs> yes. Why not? Uh, Oh, please. Oh, God. Please. 
Please join us. You come uh, and have so much Sovereign, Brian, Brian. Uh, what? Where am I? You're on Mir 7. Red Wolf crashed after you destroyed the ominous blockchain. You, you did it. Groovy. Where's Commander Soviet? He, Brian, I'm sorry. He, he didn't make it. What? He, in the crash, we found his uniform, and it's best you not think about it now. I can't not think about it. I feel like a part of me just died. Did everyone... Everyone else is fine. We lost a couple of our women, but Lieutenant Ivanova, Elizabeth, and most of the other tank crews made it. I can't believe... It's all right, Brian. He was a great man. I know he'd be proud of this day. <sighs> Just relax, Brian. Pixel said she can return you to your time and universe. She can return all of us to where we belong. Elizabeth and Jane? They have decided to stay with us. Jane has fallen in love with one of our robots. I'm out of it for a little while and everyone starts getting delusions of... Well, they're individuals. It's their choice. It's not like I held them down to any contract. Fucking contracts. Tell Pixel I'm ready to go home whenever she can take me there. I still love you, Brian Sovereign. Natalia, I... In the wolf's lair. Agent Sovereign? What are you doing here? Dr. Goldblossom, what's the year? The year? It's 2016, of course. And where's Stephanie? She's in the lair's control center. She's been there since she arrived in Red Wolf. How did you... Not now, Doctor. Thank you. Sure thing, Agent Sovereign.
Stephanie. Brian? Oh my god! I was... I didn't know. Oh, I know. I know. It's okay, my love. Everything's okay. I love you. I was so worried. Where have you been? What happened? You wouldn't believe me if I told you. But I'm here now. I'm here. I'll always be here. I'll always be here.
A Tale from the Sovereign Universe, Triple Black Mars, by Brian Sovereign, narrated by Brian Sovereign. The sands of Mars swept across the destruction, slowly swallowing the crystalline, artificial pyramid as if it were one of the two sphinxes of Egypt. The structure, just hours ago, was the central node of the ominous blockchain, which was on a self-seeking mission to control everything and everyone, in every dimension of the universe and beyond, with its tyranny of the code, a digital beast that seemingly could not be tamed. That is, until an audacious plan by one man from two universes and a defensive force of Soviet women brought the ominous blockchain to its virtual knees. All that remained was the pyramid, now little more than a crystal shell. That red army had left the surface of the red planet, of which a small part of the surface was now embraced by a red wolf. The red a helicopter of unmatched advanced capabilities that decimated the ominous blockchain, only to be splayed across the Martian landscape in as many pieces, its systems shutting down one by one over the hours. But it was not alone. A body, the red of its blood mixing in gradually with the red sand, lifeless, except for a faint charge of brain activity, much like Red Wolf's own systems. While Red Wolf had nothing resembling artificial intelligence, it did have directives, more like imperatives, one of them being to protect all human life. Protect humans! Its logic boards seemed to cry out in the form of the last remaining embers of electrical impulse. Red Wolf powered its li-fi radios in a last-ditch effort to do something about the human that would have appeared dead to any other observer. The laser of the Li-Fi touched the human's mind, encoding everything it could from that brain into a digital data stream. Red Wolf used the lenses of the body's eyes to redirect the Li-Fi's laser back to Red Wolf's computer core, the entire process physically melting both the eyes and the brain of what was now unquestionably What headers remained within Red Wolf to read the data stream it received back analyzed the encoded data from the human brain. If Red Wolf did have artificial intelligence, if it had anything resembling emotions, it would have cried. Red Wolf recognized the memory patterns. It was him. It was the pilot. The creator. He was listed as Priority One in its program. It was Agent Brian Sauer. Before the rest of Red Wolf's system shut down, powered its remaining Li-Fi laser burst towards the seemingly defunct crystalline pyramid nearby. Maybe something was still functional in that structure that once contained the most powerful data set ever devised. Maybe it could contain the remains of its pilot, of Priority One, of Agent Sovereign. It had to try. If there were eyes to see it, the sand sweeping across the Martian surface caused the laser burst from Red Wolf to be just barely perceptible. One last shot. 
one last hope. The last of Red Wolf's systems shut down. The last sparks flew from its circuits. spark now emanated from the pyramid nearby. The spark of life. Sovereign lives. <laughs>